Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 24 of the Linkage Podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. This episode is for the week of November 16th. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Brian Reynolds, Vice President of Marketing for Episcopal Retirement Services. And I'm here with Kristen Davenport, Director of Communications for ERS and our executive producer. How are you, Kristen? Oh, I'm doing great today, Brian. I just had a couple days off, as you know, and I feel refreshed and ready to be back at it. Glad to be here. Yeah, and I'd be remiss in wishing you a very happy birthday. Your birthday was yesterday. so we're... Thank you very much. It's fantastic. Great, great. So the Linkage Podcast is dedicated to educating our audiences about uh, issues regarding aging, informing people about the mission of ERS and how that comes to life in our everyday interactions with our residents, clients, families, and staff members. So Kristen, you want to tell us a little bit about our show coming up? Today with us, we have a resident of Marjorie P. Lee in Hyde Park. Her name is Peggy Downs. Peggy and I got together and had a great conversation. Uh, we talked about a lot of things, including uh, daily routines and things like that. Uh, always good to hear from our residents. And then, of course, we'll have an update for all things ERS from President and CEO Laura Lamb. Awesome. Well, another great show on tap. So with that being said, you want to introduce uh, your first guest of Peggy? Yes. So Peggy and I got together um, on the phone. We really enjoyed uh, talking. We spoke several times before we actually recorded um, and we had a terrific conversation. So here is my guest, Peggy Downs. Welcome to our podcast, Peggy Downs. Thanks for joining us today. Hello. Peggy, I'm so glad that you've decided to join us for the podcast today. I'm glad to be here. Wonderful. Uh, tell us, how are things going for you at Marjorie P. Lee today? Well, they're going through pretty well. I, I went to my Chloe class. Uh, she has an exercise class every morning, and she's wonderful. She also... Uh, does Zoom to uh, to pray on three days a week, and she's there every morning. So I did that, and then after this, uh, in, at two o'clock, if, if I'm finished talking, uh, is uh, knitting with friends. We we meet in the courtyard um, pavilion place, and uh, some people some people just come to talk, and uh, William, the uh, one of the uh, people on the clergy here, usually comes up, and we learn a lot of stuff from him. And he kind of listens in on things we say and takes, I'm pretty sure he takes back things to uh, Jenny that we're talking about because they don't know what we're talking about, you know? So that's, that's always good. You know, that's, that's about it for today. Well, that sounds great. That sounds like a great day to me. Um, yeah, it is good. It, it is good. Tell our listeners a little bit more about the fitness center and the classes that you take with Chloe. Oh well, you can sit, you can either sit. They're they're ten thirty in the morning uh, to eleven um, fifteen. You can either sit and do them. You can stand do or part part time either one. She's young. She's pretty. She's very inspirational and she's fun. Every Friday we have crazy socks day and try to wear socks with, you know, Fiona on them or something. <laughs> That's <laughs> <But> awesome. <laughs> it's a great day. To, it's a great way to start the day. 
We also have an alternative uh, on TV of June 6th. He used to work here. And uh, it's a video. He does uh, exercise things too. But, but Chloe, is, she's fun, and we look forward to it. That is wonderful. Um, so your routine, you're, you're going to a class and, and taking part that way. Um, what about other things in the fitness center? Is there anything else, uh, other equipment well, or the pool? Well, you can sign up for um, gym. You can sign up a time uh, when you come down. I do that. I, and I usually do that on Tuesday, like at 2 o'clock. And uh, only two people are out in there at the same time. And then they have to stay six feet apart. And uh, Chloe or someone is there to uh, to keep your eye on us. <laughs> so you can do that. And not many people sign up for that, which is strange to me. There, there's a very limited time. And then there's also a swimming class or swimming group of about four or five women. I don't do that. But they, they have to sign up for that. But there always has to be someone in the fitness center. I regret very much that we can't do that on the weekend because there's no staff available. But, you know, you take what you can get. That's right. During these times, that's almost a theme of how we live. So uh, well, what are some of the other things that you do besides your um, exercise routine? Um, is there anything else that you're enjoying? Well, I I have my little Margie uh, pad that everybody has. You're aware of those, I'm sure. Oh, yes. And I sit and chat with my daughters in Boston on that. They, Of course, they have smartphones. I don't that I use that a lot. I channel on a lot on that. I also have a computer, and I look up my, my bank account and that kind of stuff every day and look at Facebook because my kids are all on Facebook. So I do that. I love to read. I, I like to knit. I watch quite a bit of TV, so, you know, that's about it. You can't do much else. You mentioned- well, you can. I mean, I got together on the uh, decorating the... Uh, pumpkins for Halloween that was a disaster because I am terrible at arts and crafts and these people were doing wonderful things I was embarrassed at that so they have I think yesterday they had a thing where you could sign up to make Christmas ornaments I didn't I'm not artsy crafty so I avoid that but uh, Debbie who's in charge of that sort of thing she comes up with all kinds of stuff so that sounds wonderful for if that's your thing. Now you mentioned knitting. What t- what types of things do you like to knit? I have been knitting uh, newborn baby hats. I used to volunteer at Christ Hospital in the, in the uh, special care nursery, which is like, they don't have an IC unit there, but that's a special nursery. Uh, I, I volunteered there for like 27 years and I'm still knitting baby hats. That's all I knit anymore. I used to knit sweaters and all kinds of stuff. But, I knit baby hats. Oh my goodness. Those are wonderful. I've actually seen some of those and, and they're, I've seen friends that have um, brought them home from the hospital with their child. And that's just, that's such a wonderful thing. Well, unfortunately right now the hospital is not accepting them with, you know, with the uh, coronavirus. You you can imagine that. So I I just kind of accumulate them. And and Chloe had two friends that uh, had, babies and you know I, I try to give them to people who have great grandchildren I have to do something with them <laughs> so I've got all this yarn I'm going to use it that's fantastic well I love that that's um so even though you say you're not artsy crafty that is a real skill it's um something no, I'm I definitely not artsy crafty my one doctor is here my one daughter in Boston is very artsy crafty but I'm not up there 
I like to sketch little uh, cartoon figures. I often do that, but uh, that's just goofy stuff. Well, that's fun though. I, that's a great, yeah. great thing yeah. to do. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, um, Peggy, it's been really good to talk with you today and kind of catch up on, on what you're doing to stay active and tell us all what one thing you're looking forward to the most after we've got this coronavirus in the rearview mirror and we don't have to worry about distancing and masks. Well, my, my daughter comes to visit me twice a year. I would want to go with her out to the, the bike path. It was a Loveland. Because my husband and I walked on that for years and years and years. I'd love to go back out there, although I don't walk very well. Uh, and I'd also like to go back to my beauty parlor in Montgomery. Because <laughs> I went there for over 30 years, and I miss that. Um, that's, and, I, and my favorite restaurant is on the, in the, or on the way to Lola. It's called the Corner Cafe. It's fantastic. They grow their own food and make their own stuff. And, you know, it's great. So those kind of silly things, I guess. Oh, they're not silly at all. I think they're everybody can relate to a favorite restaurant, a good haircut, and family. Those are definitely uh, top of my list as well. Yeah, well, you have to realize it's been since March. Think how many, how much we've been in lockdown. And in March, I have been out of this place three times. The next week, I'm going to, to the ear place. You have to have a medical appointment. And you can't go anywhere else. And if you do, you have to go in quarantine when you come back. Right. So you can imagine, you have to get used to that. And I am. Mm-hmm. Well, we've all got to stay vigilant right now and be resilient as much as we can. Um, exactly. Until we get that vaccine and until we, uh, you know, have a, a better way to, to go about life in the future. I hope so. Yeah. Well, Peggy, it's been great to get to know you with these phone conversations. It's one of the the best reasons I can think of for starting this podcast. So it's been a real delight to speak with you today. And thanks for joining us. Well, I'm, I'm glad I finally got together with <laughs> Bye, Peggy. Take care. That was a wonderful interview, Kristen, with Peggy. I, I really enjoyed hearing about her desire to keep up routines and keep herself well. She's a woman after my own heart because I'm certainly kind of built, built the same way. Yes, that's for sure. You know, we, we both know that you are much better at routines than I am. It's always uh, <laughs> uplifting though, to hear uh, people that use routines to, to keep on track. And it's definitely encouraging. Um, another thing Peggy spoke about was her um, knitting that she does. And we've had several guests um, on our show talking about their knitting of the the infant hats and Peggy's another one of those. Um, it was so great to hear um, that that's something that she's, she's still working on. So yeah, wonderful yeah. to get to know Peggy that way. Yeah. And it's, she was so grateful for all of the efforts of our wellness team and our life enrichment team. So uh, it, it's always nice to hear those kind words for such a special group of people that, that lead those those activities. Well, with that uh, being said, do you want to introduce our next segment? Yes, absolutely. So uh, obviously we're all thinking ahead to the holidays. Um, We have Thanksgiving just right around the corner and uh, it will be good to hear um, your conversation with our president and CEO, Laura Lamb, to hear what, uh, what she's thinking about these upcoming holidays. So here is Brian and Laura. 
So we're back this week with President and CEO, Laura Lamb. Hi, how are you, Laura? I'm doing well, Brian. How about you? Doing good. I understand you just got back from a, a beautiful few days in nature at the Red River Gorge. Oh, I did. I did. The secret's out. Um, when I get stir crazy with these four walls, my husband and I go down to a different set of four walls. So we really enjoyed it. It was a nice time. That's great. That's great. Several weeks ago, we were kind of talking about the trends in um, the infection rates, uh, both locally and nationally. And, and we certainly I think you had some warnings for us as, as, as those trends were really spiking. And we've really seen that come to fruition here in the last week, particularly. Um, and, and, you know, the holidays are coming up uh, here in the next week. Thanksgiving's right, right ahead of us. And of, of course the Christmas season. And I, you know, there's a number of uh, mitigation strategies going on and, 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 and new regulations and, and guidelines. But I, I wondered if we could start particularly with the holidays and, in, in, you know, just coming up, it, you know, what, what do you think that the holidays are going to look for, like within our communities? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I have to tell you, um, I don't have a lot of good news. You know, yeah. we were really hopeful, frankly, the first of October, things are we're so different late September, early October, right. and even Hamilton County and Jefferson County than they are now. Mm-hmm. And so in October, we were so hopeful that our dining rooms would be open. And although different and unusual, that we would have a way to bring small groups of people together with the kind of the dining slash restaurant guidelines. And, you know, late October, early November, that just blew up, Brian. Yeah. Um, the incident rate in Jefferson County and Hamilton is just off the charts. You know, mm-hmm. we know that when the counties are high, you know, fast forward a couple of weeks and we're going to start getting cases. And sure enough, I wish I were wrong, Right. but that's exactly what's happened. So Unfortunately, the leadership team got together and, you know, specifically looked at Thanksgiving, which, you know, the whole, um, you know, Thanksgiving is based on eating together and breaking bread together. And it's, it frankly is, and I know I've told you this, it's my absolute favorite holiday of the year, my favorite holiday, because, you know, I love to cook and, and bake and serve my family and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so the unfortunate situation that we're in is that it's not safe to dine with people outside your family. Right. And so I applaud the CDC. The CDC has issued all of us guidelines, not just people that live in nursing homes, you know, governor, right. um, uh, Dr. Fauci said, you know, I have three kids and they live in different cities and yep. I will not be getting together with any of my children this year. I'm going to have dinner with my wife. And um, why are we doing that? Because we want to have dinner next year together, right? Right. We want to be reunited after this COVID is finished and we have a vaccine and we're 
rebuilding our lives together, but it's not going to be this year. So communicated with our residents and our families late last week that the dining rooms are going to remain closed. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you ask what our dining, what, what Thanksgiving is going to look like. It's going to be joyful. Our dining staff um, have risen to the occasion again. You know, (laughs) it's all hands on deck and the dining staff will provide a very traditional, uh, um, very delicious uh, meal at all of our retirement communities, uh, ECH, Marjorie Lee and Dupree House. And that'll be delivered to the resident's door and they will hunker down like all of us um, and they will enjoy their dinner and think about um, this time next year. Yeah, I think that's important thinking about next year and, yeah. and you know certainly even in in my own life my 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 family were we're doing things separately this year but mm-hmm. really in an effort to make sure that we keep people safe and the people around us safe so right there's so many creative things you can do i mean our mm-hmm. tradition in our family is everyone has a note card and we write down what we're thankful for and you know, we can do that in a virtual way and right. we're planning to keep that tradition alive. It'll just be on zoom versus, yep. you know, around the dinner table. So I, um, I think creativity is going to, going to really shine this year. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of talk about zoom Thanksgivings mm-hmm. this year. And I, I, particularly our seniors have become so much more tech savvy over the, mm-hmm. the months. So, you know, that connection can, can continue. So that, that's exciting. It is exciting. It is exciting. You know, it's, um, we're doing the best we can right now and mm-hmm. we will have better days in the future. And I, I'm looking forward to 2021's, um, holidays. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of zooming out a little bit, um, you know, again, as the spike, uh, we've seen the spike, we're starting to hear more about mitigation strategies from different countries, different states, different counties, different cities. Um, you know, and I, I, I always go back to that, that saying that, that you've brought up many times before is, you know, as our communities have spread, that impacts mm-hmm. retirement communities like, like ours. And I, I wonder if you could Talk about some of the mitigation strategies that you're seeing and experiencing and maybe even what's going on here in Ohio right now. Yeah, it's a great question, Brian. Thank you. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. My head often spins because we are in three states and in multiple cities and the approaches in Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana have been very, very different. Um, Kentucky and Ohio are a little closer aligned in terms of what the governors are doing, mm-hmm. but but still it's very different. And as an example, we just, we found out today, Brian, as you know, that Governor DeWine has issued a curfew, um, a 10 o'clock curfew um, right. for our state. And, you know, um, Andy Bashir last, yesterday when I was in the gorge, actually, um, I overheard, um, I don't know where we were. Um, we over, I overheard that, um, oh, it was on the news, <laughs> silly me, um, that Andy Bashir was thinking about um, closing restaurants again. Uh-huh. 
And, you know, that's a very different strategy to close versus a curfew. And, you know, it, it has a lot to do what's happening at the specific state level and yeah. not one approach works right. in a particular state because, mm-hmm. you know, if the incidence is really growing among um, maybe college or younger adults, maybe that's why a curfew approach would, would need to take place. But um, I think Bashir is seeing that the incident re- rate is increasing in multiple different age cohorts. Yeah. So that makes sense to close restaurants or bars. And he hasn't announced that, but that is kind of what, what folks are talking and hearing that's on the table. So it's interesting. I also uh, read an article recently that was so fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, Europe, just like in the first wave, was a little bit ahead of us. And right. they are already, you know, a couple weeks into their surge. And right. it was really fascinating. In Europe, what they're doing is they're keeping their schools open, mm-hmm. and, but, but, making sure that they're socially distancing their students. Right. And then they're closing their restaurants and their bars across the board. Right. And that has really enabled Europe to kind of get an early start on, you know, suppressing the second wave that they're seeing. So it'll be interesting to see how our country kind of takes that information in of what's yeah. happening abroad and figuring out what we need to do. Yeah, I think I've heard Michigan's taking a bit of a similar tact mm-hmm. in that they're mm-hmm. closing restaurants and bars and schools uh, at the higher levels, but then like the the the, the younger kids are staying right. within schools. So right. it's it's interesting to see, and I guess we'll see what that data looks like, you know, in the coming weeks or or month or so. As right. For sure. No, it, it, it is fascinating. I mean, we're, we always say this, don't we, you know, this is a new virus. Yeah. So we only know what we know. So, um, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise to people that, you know, different countries and different states are approaching it differently. And, you know, the benefit is, is we, we can all learn from one another if we're open to that. Right. Well, Laura, thank you again for for joining us uh, this week. I know it, I'd love to be talking under better circumstances, mm-hmm. and and I'm sure we'll we'll provide more updates as the coming weeks go by, and hopefully even provide some holiday cheer between the two of us for the podcast as uh, we get into the holidays. Yeah, let's try that. That would be good. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much, Laura. Thank you, Brian. Well, Brian, as always, great to hear from Laura. And I think that the message that we all need to hear really is we need to be safe this holiday season. Yeah, certainly with all of the data that we're seeing and the information about how much spread of, of COVID-19 there is now, I think, you know, really hunkering down, you know, between our, our families um, and for our residents, you know, staying uh, you know, safe within our communities is so important. And, and I, I always appreciate Laura's input. I, I just, I'm always, I guess, shocked. I'm not always shocked, but I'm just shocked that we're already at Thanksgiving and uh, the Christmas season is upon us. So 
we're looking forward to you know what we can do and look at the positives here this holiday season and Chris and I just want to wish you a, a happy Thanksgiving and a, I know we'll be joining joining uh, again at right after the the Thanksgiving holiday but uh, a Merry Christmas and holiday season to you as well well thank you Brian and same to you and your family um, and uh, you know to all our listeners you know if you take anything away from our conversations here it's that um, all our lives are so important and um, we just safety right now and patience there just is no substitute for that and uh, I saw uh, someone uh, post on social media the other day about uh, making sure the next time it is safe to gather around the table that uh, everybody is there and I just think that image of you know anybody being missing um, I think can can help get us through those rough patches that we all experience. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, Laura had the same sentiment as well in our, our segment. So I think that's what we're all really looking forward to is hopefully we can gather together next year. Well, that's it for this uh, latest episode of the Linkage Podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. For more information, uh, you can visit us on our website at episcopalretirement.com. We have lots of great content, including our Linkage online blog, uh, resources to learn more about aging and the services we offer. We can follow, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube to see what's going on with NERS and our communities. If you have any questions or feedback for, for us, uh, please email us at info at erslife.org. The Linkage Podcast is produced by Kristen Davenport and Brian Reynolds. Theasha Davis is our associate producer. Our technical director is Michelle Hain. I'd like to thank our guests, uh, including Peggy Downs and, of course, uh, President and CEO of, of Episcopal Retirement Services, Laura Lamb. On behalf of myself, Brian Reynolds and Kristen Davenport, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up with everyone right after the Thanksgiving holiday. Thanks so much, Kristen. You bet. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>